0: Hello Greyhound, this is Trap One. Do you
1: read me? Over. Thank you for downloading the Trap One podcast. This week I'm delighted to welcome Colin Neal as my co-host. Hi Colin. Hello, thanks for having me. No problem. So today we're in the historic town of Derby for Big Finish Day 2018, uh, which starts soon. But first, we're going to talk about Arachnids in the UK. And we're actually in a hotel room not far from Sheffield, so you'll have to ignore all the cobwebs and the yeah. <laughs> cocoons we have. I've driven over from Sheffield this morning, so luckily uh, I've escaped yeah. with my life. Yeah, That's Good, good. So we met a couple of months ago at the Warp convention in Manchester. Yes, yeah, that was great. That was... Um
0: uh, a really really nice convention, just the right size, I thought, and you had um, many many of the doctors there. We had that was Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Paul McGann, um, and lots of companions. Really, and you know, the real sort of convention heroes like Katie Manning and, and other people. And it was just um, it was sort of you felt busy but not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There was tons of stuff to do. There were tons of people to meet. Um, and, uh, uh, and and just really good atmosphere, really good. I think it was really well organised. I'm
1: glad they're doing more. Um, yeah, then, they've yeah. got quite a, a full schedule, haven't they, for next year? They've got Dave the First Doctor, yeah, and all that kind of stuff coming up in February. Yeah, yeah I think I booked next
0: year's ticket. Um, but yeah, no, it's really uh, really good. Well done to them, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely come to more. But yeah, we bumped into so, each other somewhere I can't remember where
1: but we did do just outside was it outside or something? yeah I yeah. think so yeah just kind of uh, towards the end of the day yeah so, that nice. so you've been to many conventions I've been about uh, Longleat no
0: uh there, that was a while ago <laughs> uh yeah I've been to the, the some other the big finish ones because when they were in Slough it wasn't far for me to get to um and
1: uh
0: the a couple of ones at the London Excel. how about mm-hmm. you?
1: Uh, yeah, the first one I went to was in 1996. Uh, I was looking to meet John Pertwee. Oh, mate. Uh, and Elizabeth Sladen was there as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was excellent. And then I didn't go to another one until about 2012. Uh, we used to go to a few of the Dimension ones in Newcastle.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'd been to one previous Big Finish Day, which was Big Finish Day 5 in 2014. Uh when I think we were both at. Yeah, we didn't know each other then, but it was for me. I travelled down because obviously, Slough for me isn't that convenient. <laughs> but uh, the chance to meet Tom Baker was, was too good to pass up. Yeah. Uh, and he was on amazing form. He was that on day. amazing form, yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so, Big Finish Day 2018 is organised by the Hoovers. Yes. And you were at Hooverville as well? Did you say? Yes, I was. That was really good. Uh, really, again, really, really nice.
0: Convention with um, some, you know, r- really good guests, and nice panels, like sort of Destiny of the Daleks, um, and uh, uh, Sophie Aldred was there, and uh, Michelle Ryan started doing the convention circuit now as well after her um, appearance in what was her, Planet of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, she was absolutely lovely, and and she's not on any sort of form of social media, so she was really keen to just sort of listen to everyone and say. You know what do people think about this and and all this stuff, um, uh, so yeah, nice and it's a good venue as well. The quad, I think, um, it's um, can spread out over a bunch of rooms, um, and it's you know Derby. It's a accessible place for everyone around the country, so it's you know not not uh, not too far from London, et cetera.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good that it, they they've moved it a bit further north. It's it's convenient for me. Um. Well, it's still, it's still it's a t- bit of a trek. Yes. But, uh, I sort of partly grew up around here, um, a place called Long Eaton. You wouldn't know it from my accent now, but until I was about eight or nine, um, yeah, I lived there. So it's about halfway between here and Nottingham. Okay. Um, but I've, I've, my accent's gradually deteriorated and become more Cumbrian over the years. But, uh, yeah. I was born in Leicester, and uh, there's no trace of that at all. No. <laughs> Uh, so just quickly mention Steve Hatcher who, of the Hoovers who's one of the organisers of Hooverville and Big Finish Day today um, he's edited part of the Doctor Appreciation Society's Cosmic Mask which is free to download for anybody um, so there's loads of good stuff in there there's uh, reviews and interviews and Steve's edited the fiction and has kindly put a short story in that I wrote so I'll put a link in the show notes if anybody wants to read that sounds good uh, well, the rest of it's good. So. <laughs> uh, and my story's in there as well. We should do a commentary so, on his story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the previous listeners might know Steve's been on the podcast a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, and the only person that's ever published anything I've written. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> particularly like him for that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So how did you originally get into Doctor Who? Can you remember your first story? I can
0: remember my first story, and it was... Uh Lila Ward trapped in that glass cylinder thing in Destiny of the Daleks uh-huh. is one of my first memories. Um so it was Destiny of the Daleks. And I think I probably saw bits of that, that season, um, but I don't really remember it. But it's like one one of those memories that you, you just end up having. Um and we, yeah, it just started with started there with you know, when I was like four or something. And uh watched it you know really religiously especially sort of Peter Davison years um, Colin Baker was a big highlight for me actually I, that was that kind of like the peak being a, a kid come come teenager of, of of that era and I absolutely loved some of the stories I know lots of people don't but I, I, I really yeah. liked it and then I kind of went uh, and then the Sylvester McCoy era which um, I thought was a bit panto when it started um, a little bit you know cheesy but um, actually looking back now rewatching them now um, there, there is a complete renaissance. I, th- I thought, um, and then you know you could sort of go off it for a bit. Um, didn't really do big finished stuff until the series came back, um, and then been been into the series. But I think more for me, it's just been um, going back and discovering the classic stuff. I'm not, a, I'm not a you know as into it as perhaps some some other fans. But I'm um, a big Tom mm-hmm. fan. I love the to Time season. Um, and there's still some Pertwee's I haven't seen because I'm saving them.
1: Cool. So, why not? Uh, yeah, well, I came in um, season 26, so uh, I obviously love the McCoy years, and I did everything retrospectively from there. Uh, see so, yeah, I was about eight or something like that when I saw The Happiness Patrol, which was my first story, yeah. which, uh, yeah, I, I still love that. But um, I really like Destiny of the Daleks as well. It, it is great. good, It's um, and there's, it's so atmospheric, and it's
0: got uh, some... A bunch of Douglas Adamsy things in it, um, uh, you know, where he's, like, trapped under the pillar and reading the book or yeah. what, whatever, it's got some classic Douglas stuff in it as has yeah. um, uh a couple of the others in that season. Um, but it was so atmospheric and the, the sound design is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, and all the sort of rubbly outside bleakness of a Terry Nation, Scarrow kind of, you, you know, script. Uh, and I think it's good, I think I still,
1: I still really like it. Yeah, it's a good mash-up of uh, yeah. Termination and Douglas Adams, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we need. Um, and Lauren Sutcliffe from the Highlanders podcast, uh, who's been on Trap One a couple times, his first story as well, so I've uh, talked to him about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one I've yeah. watched fairly recently as well, it's a good uh, Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good one to go back to. Yeah, those sort of
0: um, the Romana years, uh, yeah. both Romanas, it's probably the, the peak time um,
1: to go back to and enjoy for me. Yeah, and the key to time season I absolutely love, especially Androids of Tara, Ruby Stones of Blood. They're just brilliant. Yeah, does, just they're... and the
0: comedy in it is, and Tom's on top form. Yeah, he's just unbeatable in that. Um, he's just so fluid. Um, he's obviously enamoured with uh, Mary Tam. Yeah, uh, and they're just having a ball, and it's you know it's. Armageddon Factory is not, not a brilliant ending, but I don't think it's too bad. It does go on too long. But stuff like The Pirate Planet with that yeah. kind of the whole, that, that magnificent concept sci-fi that Douglas Adams was was doing, cu- coupled with brilliant comedy, a good twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of my favourite seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it's fantastic. It. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've got the nice box set of that as well. Yeah. The, um, yeah, that needs the sort of key time thing that opens out, so it's quite cool. Uh, cool so series 11 how are you enjoying this so far four episodes in
0: I really love it I think it's uh, they're doing a, a ton of things right and most of it is is right I think it's a uh, I, I, I think 20 minutes in to the first episode it was and there was never any doubt that Jodie is the Doctor mm-hmm. never any doubt that this is going to work and it's going to be brilliant um her portrayal is, you know, um, tenant, but much more likable, you know, tenant was likable, but, um, the, you know, the 10th doctor was likable. Um, but Jody is, um, sort of super indexing that further, I think. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's loads of stuff I can talk about, but I think stylistically it's a, nu- it's a quantum leap forward again. You know, you know, you look back at all the, the um, Peter Capaldi years, which are not too long ago. They all still look good, good production values and stuff. But they've they've gone even further. I think you know, you've got it's extra widescreen. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably filming in 4K. Um, it's it's the, the, the they they've just got a whole bunch of people that just. N- really know how to take it to sort of the Netflix level that it needs to go to, which is what Stephen Moffat was saying the other day, and I think people have misquoted him a a little bit, in that he's saying if we're not careful, we lose out to stuff like Netflix. Like, not the show looks cheap. It doesn't. It's just something to be careful of. Um, And you've got got to remember, you know, the BBC has to compete with these things like that. And to me, it's working. Mm. Um, I think I absolutely love having Team TARDIS, I, um, I, was, again, I wasn't in any doubt about any of them and I, um, I maybe for like 10 seconds with Bradley Walsh I just thought, okay, they've done this before, right? They've brought in get, like Catherine Tate and whatever and I thought, oh, is it going to, you know, how are they going to play it? He's just brilliant and yeah. um, if you don't follow on, him on Instagram I recommend that you do because he, um, have, you, have I, you ever seen him on Instagram? No, I haven't actually, I need to check that out. Okay, um, so while they were filming I think,
1: uh, I think they were probably driving him from London to Cardiff. you have seen that clip where they, where they, it looks like he's in the taxi That's or whatever and he's going, Yeah, yeah. That was the that sing, was the pinnacle yeah. one. Yeah. But
0: all the way up to he who's just um, singing into it, and then that final clip where it looks like he's on his own, but uh, the rest of the team Tardis are with him. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. But it's um, uh, I I really do like the whole family concept again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just they've just got this slow burn of characterization and I think much as that I absolutely loved the whole um, you know the way what what Russell and um, Stephen have done with previous companions I, you know Clara became very much a plot device and then a person and I think she was brilliant I think Jenna Coleman is outstanding um, but it, it it was like there was only one episode where they brought in Clara's grandmother at Christmas or something like this yeah. whereas this it's just so natural and it's relationships gradually building over time, and with um, uh, uh, Chris Chibnall saying stuff like "there isn't an arc story," uh, and that may be deflection or whatever. But the arc story, to me, is just the characters, and if we can build on this and make it meaningful, like who you know, who is um, Ryan's dad, or what you know, is there anything going on with Grace and all these other things? That makes it more interesting and more yeah. meaningful. How about you? what do you think
1: No I completely agree yeah I think um the, that, that will be the arc I think it's, it's it's um sort of uh Ryan and Graham growing closer and and Ryan accepting Graham as his grandfather basically yeah. you know there's, there's just little hints of that in each episode that's really nice um yeah it's a, I think Ryan's dad obviously will come into it at some point um and that will we see kind of mess things up probably for a while and then uh, and then it'll settle down again um, it's good to get more of Yaz in this episode in Arachnids in the UK, get her family and her background. Yeah. Um, which we'll probably talk about in a minute once we get into the yeah. episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's fantastic so far. It's a change in, in writing style and things like that. It's, but it's so needed though, because,
0: uh, you know, I, I just feel that the last f- few years you've spent so much time going. It's looking out for the bad wolves or the Amy's crack on the wall or whatever. And yeah. I, what is, what is the twist going to be? And I, I, I love mm. that. I want it to build to like this massive epic two parter. But here it's just like, if they are doing a slow burn, a super slow burn that just starts out and just go, you know, let me, let me take you through on this journey of lots of very contained individual episodes, which are really varied, really well done. The extra five minutes really helps. Mm. Building up to um, something, then that's great. If it's just individual episodes and it ends on just a single parter, um, and there's no classic monsters at all, then I I think yeah, you you know, all right, we'll bring it on for season twelve,
1: but keep going. yeah, There's rumors this week we might not get to season 12 until 2020, which is uh, so long as the quality's fine, I don't care, you know. We, yeah. had, we
0: had so many years without it. I mean, mm. and and I was listening to another podcast uh about this, I think it was Galactic Yo Yo the other day. There's other
1: Doctor Who podcasts,
0: there are apparently, they're not as good. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, that I think they were saying, um, uh, it, it's, it's like if Star Trek Discovery took a, a year off, mm-hmm. like if it took season three to four off, or something like this, you, you, you need to have some. Um, and Game of Thrones can manage it because everyone can wait for Series 8 yeah but uh, you know it could very easily come off the boil and people will be like oh, you know it's, it's had its time there's nothing new going on or we don't know what to do but you know it's, it's going to finish at the end of 2018 and maybe it starts at the start of 20, 2020 I don't uh, it's the quality that's important but yeah any longer than a year I think the break is is not good
1: yeah yeah and as, if it's like you say if it's the beginning of 2020 or kind of spring rather than waiting for the autumn again yeah it's uh, it's, it's not going to be two years then yeah so Arachnids is in the UK? yes or Sheffield of the Spiders yeah uh,
0: yeah it's good it's good I, I um, I, uh, I watched it, so I watched it first time and I watched it again last night because uh, I was making a ton of those the first time and I, I really like it I think there's a few things that do bring it down um, I, I thought the sort of Trump-esque character of Mr Big um, mm. Jack Robinson, Robertson was played really pantomime it was really over the top it, was, um, it, it could have been a little bit more subtle um, to my, on, on my mind, um, but it was a really good uh, a introduction to Yaz's family, which mm-hmm. are which are lovely, um, and um, you know some some recognizable actors like um, Shobna Galafi from Coronation Street, yeah. who I have spent a ton of time watching when she was in that, uh, and she's always very compelling. Um, but the, the that just the natural. Concert. and I, I think i was re-watching the christopher eccleston year recently where they come back i think it's aliens of london yeah um and it's so brilliant because he's he's obviously messed it up and it's a year later and that impact on people's lives it was so well done it was a, a sort of funny for a few a few seconds then oh my goodness what's happened but that but the the, way the, the um the Doctor Lands this time is it's only been half an hour. So it's it's all completely natural. They're they're none the wiser.
1: Yeah, all the changes happen to the companions, hasn't it? They've had all yeah, the all these who are you, uh, You've got friends, <clears throat> who are these friends? Yeah. yeah. It's nice. They um I thought kind of the, the way they talked a little bit, it's like they've possibly had more adventures even than, than we've yes. seen at this point. So I guess it could be where some of the new books slot in. Yeah. Um or anything like that. Any any anything else that's coming out.
0: I yeah think. it was certainly hinted um that uh, you know, she it's taken her this long to to get them back. But yeah. but that that scene where they land, and this was the, this was the trailer, I think, as well, or one of the clips they released of them sort of going, oh well, that's it, um, cool, well, cheerio, bye then. Um, and then Yaz just, do you want to come for tea? He's like, instantly, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm all about tea. Tea at Yaz's. That's that should have been the episode title, Tea at Yaz's. Yeah, um, it was, um, yeah, and it's yeah, and she's. It, you just can't help but like Jodie uh, and her betrayal. It's so doctory. Mm-hmm. It's so um, immediately compelling, uh, friendly, positive, uh, and and also there's, there's some very doctory things that they've unearthed and heightened again. There's no kind of Peter Capaldi putting clock faced man out of Tardis in deep throat uh, deep deep, deep, deep breath, void, yeah. whatever <laughs> that's an x-files episode uh, and uh it, it, she's all about um, grandmaster pacifist and that kind of stuff uh, and I'm, i know i'm riffing here a bit but i was thinking this morning perhaps the other arc story is the sort of grandmaster pacifist which has happened again and again and again she's not really defeated she's defeated but mm-hmm. not destroyed to too many of the the villains but uh, what what if the arc story is that suddenly she has to make that choice? She has to like have a, a massive gun in Davros's face again, and you know, and has to make that choice. Yeah, maybe that is
1: part of the arc story. So I wondered about that. Um, what are you saying about Robertson? I I think the problem with doing a Trump parody is that that Trump is beyond parody in a way, isn't it? You yeah. you can't do, you can't exaggerate it for comic effect enough. Yeah. It's always worse, <laughs> because, yeah. Because he, he the next thing he will do the following day will be more over the top, more ridiculous, more insane and terrifying and uh and ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, the, the point you make there, yeah, I think it's interesting the way because I, I talked a little bit about it last week where when she lands in Alabama and uh, Ryan immediately has that confrontation. Um, and if you compare that to confrontation in thin ice with uh, Bill and Sutcliffe, yeah. where the Doctor punches Sutcliffe for yeah. kind of, uh, you know, racially abusing Bill. Um, and I think throughout the series there's, there's a sense the Doctor isn't kind of tackling the big stuff. Like you say, there's, uh, the, there's the talk of, like, the ethnic cleansing on, on Ang- Angstrom's planet in the Ghost Monument. Uh, there's right. the kind of racism and segregation in Alabama. Uh, and then Robertson, who, like, the thinly kind of veiled... Trump character in Arachnids in the UK Uh, he's not defeated no no and and does it his way um, isn't really he gets away with it uh, and kind of walks off which I think there's a couple of things where like you say it could be building to something it's a bit like the Hartnell era which this series has got a bit of a vibe of as well where it is about escaping the situation and surviving the situation more than it is about about changing anything And, and that's perfectly fine
0: uh, I think it's,
1: uh,
0: it, it's almost kind of realistic in a sense. It's like the, you know, the the bad guy, you know, like um, vortex manipulator, racist guy yeah. gets pushed to the future or wherever rather than defeated. Cause that's what you can do at the time mm. or, or the, the quick, cause it was all rapid fire stuff. Like Ryan was quickly doing what he could to, to, to resolve that situation. Um, and they resolved the spider situation. Um, but uh, the the sort of potential. I mean, there could be. Let, let's say there's an episode in two years' time, with uh, with him back, and it's set mm. set in 2020, and it, you know, um, or a parallel universe of it. Um, uh, but you know, so again, so many things were done well. Uh, I thought the spiders were done well. The, the They're really were well. Amazing. I mean, they they, yeah. they they could have done with one on someone's back for a few minutes (laughs) just you know a black one on someone's back for a few minutes would have been fine but um, the
1: the, the CGI was pretty good I mean they're they're hard to do I think Um, sort of animal movement yeah because some of the imagery was quite similar to Planet of the Spiders uh, where you've got the the humans wrapped in cocooned in in webs yes Uh, you've you've got obviously the the giant size of the spiders Um, I wondered if there would have been the cheeky reference uh, like you say, like one jumping on somebody's back or something like that. No, I mean, it's, in a sense, it's good yeah. they're not doing too much of that. You know, there, there's, you know, it's
0: just like not not getting a stick of celery and sticking it on a coat for five yeah. minutes or anything like that. Because it, you you, you want to save that stuff. You want it to stand up on it mm-hmm. itself. But you know, the quick bit of psychic paper, um, uh, the Sonic's always there. Yeah. Have you noticed the way Jodie does Sonic? It's it's always like a, it's a proper like uh, windmill arm movement. You know, yeah. she's just like. You know, like a wand. She's very, very um, d- uh, determined on it, whereas Matt Smith and I will just sort of wavered about a little bit. She's got yeah. great style
1: with the Sonic. Yeah, it's a cool looking Sonic as well. I it is cool look looking Sonic. Is. I need to get one. Yeah. Um, so obviously Yaz has got a bit more of the focus in this story. Yes. I wondered they obviously mention the fact she's a police officer, but it's more like I think it's um, it's like a little bit of a gag, really, isn't it? Where Dad says policewoman. But she kind of interjects and goes, police officer. I didn't uh, pick up on that, but that's a good one. Yeah, because it kind of he's a bit, bit old fashioned, sort of thing, right. which I suppose, you know, it used to be like WPC, didn't it? For, yeah. for a woman police officer, uh, woman police constable. And, uh, but I wondered once she's in the hotel with her mum and uh, Robertson turns up his bodyguard and they pull a gun, I wondered why she didn't say she was a police officer. It seemed an odd thing. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure bodyguards aren't allowed to carry guns in this country. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, he's, he's committing an offence right there. Um, why she doesn't... I felt like that would have maybe settled the situation a bit. I'm a police officer. <laughs> why are you carrying a gun? I, I, or why she doesn't call
0: for backup, I guess. It, that's, a, that's a good point. I, I, I thought the same rewatching it. And then I thought, that's probably her training, that has said, don't do anything to perhaps... Heighten the situation or escalate it, and maybe back back away and just say, "Yep, fine, okay." Yeah, tell yeah. me why, but I'm 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 not going to say these things. Passive um, compliance. Yeah, yeah. And, and then then regroup and then sort it out. But yeah, I mean, it would be a, you know, it would be a different episode if she would just gone, you know, call in the SWAT team and, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and we'd had that. It was a siege, yeah. I, but there were, there were the, the, after that, I mean, a, a little bit later on as well, um, I felt like there were too many characters for a while there was like I counted them like coming down the escalator so like seven people yeah. and it didn't go on for too long but there was some shots that just went um, it's like who am I listening to now Ex- yeah. exposition science person you know and uh, it's okay it worked out it, mm. it wasn't too overwhelming
1: but... I was expecting more of them to die for that reason the sheer number of them there I yeah. thought the uh, especially the yes, not the... enough death the, the scientist um, I'd expect to die because she was kind of guest cast and... Yeah, partly responsible. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I kind of... But yeah, it was... Um, I, think, I, I think the expectation maybe for me after The Woman Who Fell to Earth was that this was going to be quite a high kind of body count series because that episode, yeah, there yeah. are characters who are introduced for a couple of minutes uh, only to be killed again by, by Tim Shaw um, but then it hasn't really panned out like that because the ghost monument despite them being on this incredibly deadly planet with the the flesh-eating bacteria in the water and all this kind of stuff, so everyone survives that one i love that one as well so, i know yeah. i know some people don't have it as though i mean i love them all so far but it
0: that to me was like pitch black meets enlightenment yeah uh, and it and it was just uh, and the other thing we haven't talked about yet and i'm i'm, I'm jumping around. Uh, is the quality of the music yes. is a massive welcome change from Murray Gold. He's Murray Gold is so thematic, mm-hmm. whereas um, Sagan is very uh, underscoring things. Sagan Akinola. and he's he's done an absolutely fantastic job with the title sequence, the main yes. the main theme. Yeah. It's the probably my favourite since Peter Howell, um, and it, it and it it. it and with the title sequence as well, it's, it, it, you were saying about Hartnell, it feels very Hartnell. It's just yes. being done to a computer and not a, a, a camera Heartland, connected yeah. to itself. And it's all, it's all kind of bubbly and organic and, and it's over quickly. Mm. And what, what, you, what they're not doing is um, teasers or cold opens. Yeah. they're going Because the title sequence is so short, I feel it's probably like 30 seconds instead of a minute mm. or 45. It, you, you get it out of the way, everyone enjoys it, boom, you're into the episode. Um, but it kind of feel, feels a little, still a little bit odd. You could have done the, the TARDIS bit beforehand, the landing in Sheffield, and then done it or something.
1: Yeah, I feel like every episode has had a bit that would have worked as a pre. and I wonder if they didn't make the decision to begin with. Um, I think in, in the Ghost Monument, you've got that scene where uh, the, the, there's a line that Angstrom says, is something like, if they're still out there, they'll be dead, and that felt like... It, had they chosen to, that would have been the perfect moment for the titles to crash in. Um, and in Rosa, um, I guess after her first encounter, uh was about a decade yeah. previously, on the bus with the same bus driver, um, that would have kind of made sense, because of that time jump, to, to have the, the titles in between.
0: It's almost retrograde,
1: in the sense that we're so used to
0: this. I mean, it's from American TV, the whole, you know, Uh, pre-credit sequence yeah Uh, we're so used to seeing that now that you kind of expect it but actually it I think it will deliver better storytelling in that you don't have to go fade to black you don't have to write it for these areas you can just go here's my story uh, and here's the opening and the close I don't have to pitch for something artificial to just open the show but I think they might vary it I think they might you know
1: yeah the thing I like about it is because, uh, you know, the classic Doctor Who thing of a cliffhanger, it was like you were getting a cliffhanger, uh, even, although only for a few minutes. It was, it was something to grab you and then have a bit of a cliffhanger and then, and then launch into it, wasn't it? But
0: in a sense, as well as that, every episode is a cliffhanger without being a cliffhanger. You know, the end of um, The Woman Who Fell to Earth and the, and, and the end of especially The Ghost Monument, where they get inside the TARDIS, and, and it's it so spectacular and so different apart from the giant lipstick in the centre, and it's feeling a bit cramped, but the lighting and and everything, the whole reveal that makes it uh, almost... I will tune in next week. The whole purpose of a cliffhanger. I will tune in next week
1: just because it's so good. Yeah, yeah, and they've still got the next time bits, which I like like those being after the music as well. I don't like crashing straight into them. I
0: I don't even like those at all. I would much prefer it to be... uh, you know, f- and they don't give anything away. It's just like yeah. there is an episode next week. You know, do do tune in. But um, versus some of like like the two parters in the sort of Russell and Stephen Moffat eras, you get your two parter and you get your cliffhanger, and then a the second later you get yeah. your what's <laughs> happening next week. Well, don't tell me that. Yeah, you, know, you see the
1: characters off. that have, have just been under more <laughs> yes. uh, running around Fine. Fine. Up, yeah. you know. we haven't had the the line from the trailer, have we? Unless I've missed it, the one where she says. If I ask really nicely, will you be my new best friends? Really? I don't, I, I think, because uh, I've watched each of the episodes twice. Because they're past that now, aren't they? they yeah, past you'd think they'd be well past the point where she would be asking that, given that now they've, they're willingly now travelling, whether it's not the, we accidentally got zapped into space and then have tried to get you home. Uh, so I wonder if it's one of those things, it, it's odd, I think, when there's a, it's like when you see a movie and there's a line in the trailer, Yes. A, you think that's going to be a really iconic line then you watch that's the whole movie it. and it's not in there yet. <laughs> okay well let's let's keep a
0: look out for that I mean but you know just I think I interjected when we were talking about Yaz and then the family um, just perhaps to close on that um, again I just think it's um, really really well done re- really well thought out good uh, and and there uh, you, you know Yaz is uh, again a slow burn I think as well you can re- Ryan's very relatable because he, he does a lot of funny things and he's mm. Um, and he's a really he's really well um, portrayed um, by Tosin Cole. And I think um, uh, Yaz is going to, again, be another slow burn. She's going to, um, her facial expressions, uh, her sort of looking back at the family when she's leaving, just to sort of go, you know, I'm leaving you for several months, but actually it's only going to be half an hour for you, and I'm yeah. going to miss you. Um, and you're really, really warm to her. I mean, uh, all the companions, all the f- best friends are uh, turning out to be... Really solid foundations, yeah. Versus plot devices, um, which they for a, a lot of the time they have been, and maybe they still will be. But the foundations are really strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you, can I ask? What did you think of um, the um, Grace scenes with um,
1: with Graham? Yeah, they were they were quite affecting, weren't they? Uh, I think Bradley Walsh plays both the comedy and those scenes incredibly yes. well. The scenes around Grace and uh, and then at the end of Rosa, when he's on the bus and he realizes he has to actually take part in that, uh, he, he does yeah far better than than I would have expected. I think
0: yeah, right. that's really good. It's yeah. not over the top. It was a, a, a you know like thirty seconds, a minute tops of how you how he's probably feeling and seeing things, yeah. and he knows that he wants to go to the TARDIS instead of.
1: Be there, yeah, and having just yeah, being in the empty house and and yeah. having those memories and things, um, and I think probably benefits from uh, not having Murray Gould's... over the top, yeah, it, yeah, know. kind of music trying to manipulate heartstrings and things like that. It was uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like it, it, it feel, the whole series feels like you.
0: It's so much more compelling because they're not compelling you, yeah uh, it, it's, it's standing on the quality of the performances and the writing and the style that they've chosen and not a you know you will you know we're absolutely doing this way, and here, here's what the audience needs to feel here, and uh, it's leaving it open to people thinking and feeling different things, um, so yeah, no, they're, they're doing it all very sensitively, and as, as I say, that to me is the art story yeah. So. I mean, hopefully the arc story doesn't turn into, you know, like Grace being sent back through time and she's not actually, uh, in his memory, she's she's here to change, the, you know, Bradley Walsh's actions so that he can save
1: the universe. Because that would be a massive yeah. screw-up. Um, it doesn't feel like... No. The, the only reference we've had that, that feels like that is that... Um, is it Timeless Child? Yes. That the bandages said to her in... Um, in the ghost monument that feels like it's setting up for something uh, a bit mythic but that could be anybody it could be any of the companions Um, there's some kind of situation they get into towards the end of the series it could be anything couldn't it Uh, and
0: I'd be happy with that being like a a three season arc or something like this I think you need to have multiple layers of it I think Mm -hmm. that um, I think perhaps fans like us who have been watching it from a very very long time that Expect something big and spectacular, especially in in season finales and stuff like this. That it builds up, and you get to something, and it and it wasn't quite what you thought, but you were predicting it. Um, it either needs that, or just something pretty pretty epic where the Doctor has to make some serious decisions uh, about what she's got to do that perhaps goes against um, the, the sort of
1: more pacifist nature that's been dialed yeah. up. That's what I was going to say before actually about the. Uh, about kind of avoiding the big, you know, kind of uh, toppling regimes and things like that. It's, it's it's a bit of a Hartnell vibe, like I say, where they, they just have to escape. But it it also does feel a little bit like it's reflecting the times, you know. It feels like kind of Trump and Brexit and this rise of far right leaders is is a bit unstoppable at the moment. This, you know, that, that it's that it is, you know, more difficult probably to. Uh, to affect change. That's interesting. Eventually.
0: Yeah. Um, and in fact, I hope they change that. I hope they actually, like there'll be a, a situation where she's she, she'll go, I'm not having this. Yeah. I'm sorting this out. This is wrong. Uh, and I, I really welcome that, I think, um, because this guy wasn't Trump. He was, you know, a potential future candidate mm-hmm. with very, very
1: um, similar um, characteristics. Yeah. Well, it was... Um, um, uh, Jason, who was on the podcast last week, I, I, we were messaging about this during the week, um, and we said about him being Trump, and he said, I don't think he was based on Trump, because Robertson's a successful businessman. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> which uh, which was nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't been bankrupt till four or five times. That we know about, I guess, anyway. Not oh, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, what did you think about the,
0: you know, the resolution, like, um, uh, you know... Trapping spiders in a room, and, like waiting for them to suffocate, versus shooting them in the head—that kind of.
1: Yeah, well,
0: I felt it's like you don't see any of it. It's like, what, what have they done again? Is it their editing style again? Yeah, you had it. to
1: sort of think about about what they'd done because I mean, I guess the spiders were, were going to continue to grow um anyway, at uh, which would have led them to them suffocating because they they weren't equipped to, to to breathe at that point. So I guess they just ran out of air in the in the room and presumably they went back and got the one out of Yazzie's neighbour's flat C- could be or oh, that could be <laughs> yeah. that could be a, a set up for a future episode I mean the yes, biggest well, cliffhanger is now. they never got the parcel did they for Yazzie's dad which uh... God you really thought this way, <laughs> it's like a uh, whole
0: episode of Royal Mail just knocking yeah. on the door like, every few days uh, true true it's
1: annoying when you can't get but a parcel, be good though, it. Isn't get, it? Yeah. <laughs> but that could be it. There could be something there. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're massively overthinking the way they're doing it. I think um, that parcel could be some kind of MacGuffin that's going to. Yes, it's like a lever that says, <laughs> you know, trap spiders. It's going to be some kind of MacGuffin that's going to save the universe. Yeah. Like, no, we never collected it. <laughs> uh, how are you with
0: spiders? Are you I, them I'm, I don't see enough of them to to, to really be um, massively scared of them but you know suddenly you're jolted when you see one but you just gotta you know get a bit of glass and a bit of paper and yeah. shift it out the door
1: how about you i'm not too scared them. my wife is is incredibly right. terrified of them the worst one i ever saw um when i was younger i backpacked around australia uh, when i was in sydney i worked for this company that uh, well this guy really used to put marquees up so we would, because you've got the great weather over there, so people would have parties and weddings in the gardens and in parks and things like that. So we would go on like a Friday, put a huge marquee up, go back on the Monday after they had the party or whatever and take it back down again. Uh, and we were dismantling this one after a wedding. Uh, it was a really big marquee and it had a sort of a silk lining around the inside of the walls. So I was unhooking the silk from the inside of this marquee and the guy behind me was rolling it up. Uh, and as we unhooked it, massive huge bigger than my hand spider was on this uh on this pillar so we both jumped back uh and our boss came over it was called bruce as well which was funny um and uh, he was like was it black or red because they're the dangerous ones I, said, I think it was black but i saw it for like a second and then I dropped everything and, and jumped so he started unhooking the silk and it wasn't there i was like no it was definitely there <laughs> so he went a bit further and he found it and he goes ah it's only a huntsman only a huntsman, only The huntsman hunts- still sounds bad. Yeah, way. it was massive, it was really mean looking and everything, and it's like, we uh, it were saying so, well, so it's not venomous or anything, and he goes, it's not venomous, he goes, but don't let it bite you, because it'll make you ill. And we're like, so it is venomous, and he says, well, it won't kill you, I'm like, yeah. that's, not what yeah, up, that's not what venomous means, yeah, that's not what venomous means, yeah, it doesn't mean not fatal. Well, thanks uh, for that. I'm going to Sydney in about a month, so I'll look for that. <laughs> Have a great time, yeah. <laughs> this this was kind of out in the sticks a bit. You didn't see too much in the cities. Where he lived, there was sort of redbacks and... Uh, cause it was sort of autumn as well, and we saw a lot of huge snakes um, on the roads. They kind of come onto the tarmac because um, it kind of retained the heat and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we kind of go out into the countryside, you see a bit more. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, just... Uh,
0: Watch yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. No, I will. I absolutely will. I've forgo- I'd forgotten about that actually, um, but yeah. No, I think overall, it's um, it's a good episode. It's uh, the you know it was slightly Green Death like, which people have talked about in the sense that it was about back to a little bit of the seventies environmentalism, yeah. which we need so desperately today to keep going on about. That's... And it, the timing was so right with the the you know, the concern about plastic waste mm-hmm. at the moment, yeah. uh, which I think worked spot on. Uh, so that was a good reminder. But it, a little bit preachy, a l- just slightly too much in your face in the same way that the, the Trump character was. So, you know, maybe it make it yeah. a little bit less.
1: Now that you mention that, actually, I guess it's kind of like the ending of the Silurians, isn't it? Of oh, God, the, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, where, where the Brigadier blows up the Silurians at the end. OK. Uh, the Robertson just shooting... The, the spider dead before the you know you I think the doctor was maybe kind of thinking well how can I cure it or reverse it or yeah, get it to another planet point. or something like that um or you know maybe kind of create an atmosphere in the TARDIS where it can survive until they can get it somewhere else um but yeah just shooting it dead is a bit like the um, I guess the Brigadier blowing up the Silurians yeah. is kind of working to you know integrate them into society and live in peace with the humans kind of thing
0: I do miss UNIT. I do I miss because uh, I, I kind of I really started to like the um, the new unit yeah as well because again it, it, uh, and I felt they found a home and they got the characters right um, and again you know we don't we, perhaps we don't need it but I, I do miss the kind of earth base mm-hmm. um, regular characters that are in and out in and out that you, you sort of get to know um, versus new characters of the week yeah um, but you've still got that you've still got Grace appearing Um, I think Yaz's family Yaz's Yaz's family hopefully will be back maybe Ryan's dad
1: so um, it's got a a lot of grounding do you think we're going to see any of the characters again because sort of Angstrom uh, and and the guy from that episode kind of teleported away quite abruptly the the time traveller in Rosa there seems a few people who've been zapped away quite abruptly that feel like maybe Maybe it, some of them will come back at some point. The, the doors open, I guess. Anyway. Yeah, I, it's good that the doors open.
0: I think maybe this is it. The Stenza or the yeah.
1: That that that's an
0: interesting. I mean, it's very predator too, but it's very interesting, um, you, you know, concept. And it was mentioned again, I think, in the Ghost Monument.
1: Yeah, um, it feels like they're being set up for more appearances, certainly. Yeah, which is good. I think they should do that. And again, I think it, it's good that
0: it's subtle. It's good that it's not like. Aha, uh-huh, hard character, bad guy X, will definitely come back uh it 's more kind of you know we can if we want to, and there 's got to be a reason, but they 're in it so infrequently in a, in a sense um, to that they 're not really massively established the, they 're there to you know the whole point of the woman who fell to earth was not the 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 bad the bad guy in a way, it was mm-hmm. definitely about um the characters and her regeneration um which um, I think is is fine. I just think I think they've done such a great job of grounding it all. Now we've really got to accelerate on a little bit more complex storytelling, less linear, but don't go full on, you know, timey wimey. But just have have a bit of crafted plots that are not just you know, people have to run from point A in the desert to point B, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, or, or all this. So, but if it stays as it is. It'll still be good, but you'll still be yearning. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do slightly miss the more sophisticated storytelling that we have with Stephen Moffat. Yeah. But I think, I think that will come. <laughs> what are we saying? It's just like we were so tired of that recently. <laughs> but, but
0: you know, and we, again, it's looking back on an era, and yeah. um, uh, that that you go, yeah, it no, had good points and bad points, but um, at least you have got some really, really clever stuff going on mm-hmm. there, like um, you know, Heaven Sent and things like this, which were really, really brilliantly thought through. Will we get those or is it sort of more linear, more accessible, uh, more people-based stories? Either way, it's good. It's different. It's a refreshing approach.
1: That's it. Yeah, I think you need distinct eras and and, and changes and uh, and that's what keeps it alive. Yeah. We also got the bum bag at Rassilon for the first time. We did, yeah, because there was speculation as whether that was just Geordie Whitaker's to... Keep oh, right. bits and pieces in um, between takes, or whether it was going to be something the doctor would wear. But yeah, I can't believe just people just have thought about this. It's like <laughs> 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 everything is analyzed. Yeah, everything is analyzed. Any photo is analyzed to death, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, it wasn't really mentioned either, was it? It was just no, no, uh, no it's, and that's fine. Again, yeah. it's,
0: it's understatement mm-hmm. is is the new uh, paradigm for this show. I yeah. think uh, a little bit of understatement, s- s- stylistically and musically. Let the let the story and the characters come through. Um, Don't explain everything, um, and and don't make it daft. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think of the end where they they all decide to re rejoin the TARDIS? I love that scene.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really really nice. Yeah, and again, Bradley Walsh, just that moment he takes before stepping into the TARDIS, where he sort of looks around as if like, Yeah. yeah, won't see it again for a while. Uh, and then steps back through the doors. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I'd love to see a bit more of the TARDIS. Yes, there does need to be, you know, you see the zero room, the yeah. <laughs> lots, of, lots of corridors with lipstick painted on them. Um, I, I, I think this console is, is a bit like the, the Eccleston Tenant one, in that I guess if you're a new viewer, it's not immediately obvious that that isn't the only room. Uh, yes. You don't see a yeah. doorway off, you don't, see, you don't see anything else at the moment. Um, whereas the you know the the ones in between there were doorways and alcoves and you could see where the rest of the ship was. Yes, exactly. Like where you could, the 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 Capaldi one was on two levels
0: and you could go downstairs and go through a yeah you know, turn left, past the bins, etc. etc. Yeah. Whereas the, the and again you can unf- you can unfurl that when you when you need it. Um, I think it's good to spend the bunch of money on the main set. Mm. Um, but those kind of arms that go in like that I think they're a, l- they're a little bit too big it feels like they're gonna be bumping into them all the time yeah. and uh, but the, the, the kind of cogs on the wall and the way that they're multi-layered and lit is just gorgeous mm. um, so uh, but but when they all it uh, the last four episodes of it, it's that usual style of introduce uh, do a episode in the past episode in the future Something contemporary uh, to bring it all back together. But they they have been whisked away and they consciously make that choice. They they love her, they trust her, they want to see more of it. She says it's going to be dangerous, which is, you know, possible, foreboding, but Mm. good to say. And then they all pull the lever together.
1: Love it. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, it's been a pleasure discussing Arachnids in the UK with you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. We'll definitely have you on again soon. Oh, cheers. And uh, we'll go and enjoy Big Finish Day. Let's do it. Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred, Matthew Waterhouse, all the greats. Yeah, excellent. Um, and Jacob Dudman. Um, I've been Is listening he to the. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been listening to the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles this week on my commute. Okay. He's uncannily good. I know, like he he's, I've seen YouTube videos and stuff of him, but they, but kind of sustained over a story, absolutely astonishing. Uh, it's,
0: it's interesting these these whole kind of recreations of um, past doctors and existing doctors, and I think the big finish are doing it very, very carefully and correctly because you wouldn't get you wouldn't want Jacob to do a tenth Doctor Adventures with an all-star sort of cast, yeah, because that'll be like, no, don't do that. But um, you've got tip. Tim Trelaw and John Colshaw doing a third Doctor, yeah. With um, he's he's doing um, the Brigadier, isn't he? He's yeah. doing the Brigadier. His Brigadier yeah. is outstanding. His mm. Pertwee is outstanding. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would love it if Big Finish could do a um a Tim Trelaw and uh, John Colshaw, you know, could call the the Blinovich delimitation effect where you've got mm. two Pertwees Pertweeing off against each yeah. other. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be so good. Um, but they, they do do it really well so we're going to see some uh, some fun people today brilliant uh, and we can find you on the microblogging site Twitter uh, yes I'm on uh, at Colin underscore Neil N-E-A-L and uh,
1: love to talk to anyone yeah great you can find me I'm at trap1 underscore um, you can find all the previous podcasts trap1.podbean.com join me next week my co-host will be Denise Sutton and we'll be talking about the Suranga Conundrum. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but we'll find out out. (laughs) tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. that's great. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.